Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. I've been chatting with Kat Howe, the founder and CEO of 8Loop Social, an Auckland-based marketing agency. In the last episode, we touched upon the psychology of selling. Today, we're going to talk about her selling online courses and how that could be a great revenue stream for businesses. What are some of the things when you talk about the courses and, and how long have you been doing courses for? So about three and a half years now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And obviously you've helped a number of your clients get like six figure type revenues. Like what are, and I know it's, you know, once again, I know a lot of it's a lot of the same stuff, but I mean, they're like, there's certain tactics or they're like certain pillars that you say, Hey, these are the four things that we do. They're five things. And then obviously it's only an hour podcast. So it's not like you can say, well, these, if you do these three things, you're going to make a million bucks here in the next few days. But what would be the pillars for something like this? Oh yeah. Good question. So first of all, I just want to say and like reiterate what you're saying and your decision to launch a course, like absolutely do it. And I'm so behind this industry at the moment because it is disrupting education, right? And in a good way. And yes, there's a lot of cowboys, but you know, do your due diligence and like make sure you're buying from people that are actually doing what you're trying to learn. But even our team here inside of the agency, we invest regularly in their professional development and they will come to us with courses or resources or workshops or conferences. And we typically will pick online stuff over like a uni tech type of program because we know the online stuff is probably a bit more relevant and updated a lot faster than universities get around to updating stuff in the space we're in. In terms of like succeeding with an online course, I think it really comes down to your positioning. So your, your messaging, like your niche, right? And if you try to be everything to everyone right off the bat, you're then competing with like the Frank Kearns, the Ty Lopez's, the, the people that have a shit ton of budget and credibility behind them. And you're really going to struggle. So I think find like a specific problem that is really keeping people up at night and really like stressing them out and position yourself around that problem to begin with. And then I think the second most important thing is building your authority and your credibility around that positioning. So if you have to get beta testers through, or if you have to get a cheaper round of people through just so you can get people raving reviews about you, then so be it. Like consider that an investment that is going to come back to you tenfold. I think the big problem is like a lot of us hear these stories about people launching online courses and making $200,000 from their first launches. And so we come in with these massive expectations. We build these things out. And then when we launch and we make like 5,000 bucks, which is still fucking great. Like if that's your first, I mean, you validated it some way, but we get deflated because we haven't actually built the authority around our positioning. And then I think the last piece of advice that I don't have five, three, I hope that's okay. The last thing I would say is don't be a perfectionist about it. So a lot of the times, and I did this the first time, I spent eight months building the course and getting it perfect. And I remember I hated the sound of my voice. So I would go on Fiverr and get someone to like caption everything. And it was like this whole thing. And then I launched And honestly, within the next month, the entire course had to change because when I sold people in, I realized like it wasn't always addressing the questions they were getting. I had to update things. So I would actually recommend like you sell it in build as you go. So sell it into a group of beta buyers first and then ask them, like go through a really agile feedback loop with your buyers and go, okay, week one is going to be covering this. And you'll see the questions that they ask you and then you start creating your course content. And sure, it's like an intense way to do it, 
but it saves you so much time in the long term and you don't end up doubling up on all this work and having to basically redo everything that you became a perfectionist around, you know? Yeah. That's always seems to be the big thing with most people is it's just like not launching, right? It's like the scared to death of this or that. It's like, I, you know, I talk about it with the UCLA students is the biggest thing is just doing it. Just start writing, start doing this. It might, it's probably gonna be telling like every first article I ever wrote was terrible. The first video that anybody does on, on YouTube is terrible. Like it's always right. It's just, it is what it is. You just have to get over it. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is, I mean, I talked about this in the past, but the way I got my job or the career, the thing going at UCLA, being an instructor was because of my content. Like literally if I wouldn't have put my content, they would have known because I didn't apply for a job to be personal branding in an influencer space. They reached out to me because I was a practitioner and read my article. So, you know, it's like, if I wouldn't have done that, it's like, you, you have to put that out there. Like, you know, it's, and of course it's, you know, scary and all this other stuff, but I have people that have done, I have a friend of mine, I'm going to say his name because he probably listens to the podcast, but his girlfriend has been working on this Facebook thing for probably about two years now. And I'm like, you guys, like by the time you launch, like all the stuff you put out is old. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's like, you got to like go, like just put some stuff out. And we're, so with my course, we're doing kind of what you talked about is we're going to put yet yeah, whatever, eight videos or 10 videos, whatever that is, have a, a foundation. And then we're going to build it as people start asking questions and Hey, we had questions about this. Great. Now I can go build out something behind that. And really it's a found it's the for what I'm doing is it is how to be an influencer, but it's not necessarily like how to get a pink poodle and get on a private jet and eat caviar. Right. Like, I mean, maybe, but the idea of is like building a personal brand and a foundation on how to be able to go pitch brands and be able to get a free hotel stay or get this or get your car payment paid or whatever this is. Right. And it's like the, psychology of, of the do that and explain to people why they need to work with you brands because most brands don't know how to work with influencers, right? They don't know what to ask. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't, they don't know these certain types of things. So we want to help influencers be able to create that and be able to obviously show the value of what they provide. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably pick your brain. We'll probably keep in touch. That's probably when I'll bring the briefcase of money from the lottery <laughs> down to you and be like, Hey, it looks like you owe me a free hour or something <laughs> like you million or whatever the deal is. Yeah. Cool. So when you, the developing of the courses, I mean, is there like, I, mean, I know we kind of talk about strategies and stuff and like, you know, things to bring like higher conversion. Can you tell us like maybe an example of like a client that you guys have worked with? And I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, obviously what everybody wants is a course that makes money, but I think you kind of touched on it as like, you know, it's the same thing with the influencer marketing space. People reach out to me and they're like, I read your article that for every $1 that you can make $8 with influencer marketing. Like I want to do that program. And I'm like, Everybody does. Like, of course, but that doesn't happen with everybody, right? Like we have to have proper expectations. So can you tell us a little story of maybe a client that you had that you guys absolutely crushed it and you guys did a great course or like, can you give me some, I want to hear a good case study of where Kat went out and crushed it. Yeah, I think the best case study is our own courses. I think we've just cracked about 15 or $15 million in three years. So that's been phenomenal for us as a business. And then everything that we learn inside what we do with our own business is what we then bring to clients. I will be honest, we started working with coaches and courses at the beginning and we worked with some phenomenal ones like Gio and we helped blow her up and Giordana. So she's like a love coach. But it isn't a space that we work with anymore, only because we realize that when you work with coaches and people doing courses, there is such a delusionment happening in the marketplace that you are coaching them 
a lot. There's a lot of coaching happening and that internally the resources, we just didn't have that in our company. So we mostly work with e-commerce and event brands at the moment or agencies. But if we're talking about strategy, for example, when you were talking, okay, you're launching a course, Shane, about like how to become an influencer and you have credibility, you've built a reputation around yourself. So in many ways, in a great space to go broad like that, you know, because that is a broad type of course. But if someone was just kind of getting started out, you mentioned like how to get free hotel deals or how to free hotels or how to get free products. You could almost split that up and go, well, one of the audiences or the avatars that I'm going to be targeting is say women that want to be beauty influencers and they want to get free product from brands because there's a shit ton of those out there. There's a lot of women that want to start a YouTube channel and just get free Mac Smashbox cosmetics from brands. And, and if you position yourself like how to get free cosmetics from beauty brands to start your YouTube channel, the content on the back end is exactly the same as let's say the avatar of like how to travel the world for free by getting hotels, you know, covered because you're an yeah. influencer. It's the same content on the back end, basically but you're really like refining your messaging to speak to a specific person and a specific want or problem. And that will really help you to cut through because how to be an influencer is only going to work if you have like that credibility and that warm audience that you've been building up. Whereas when you talk about specific problems, it like does, it's like you're speaking to the direct response side of the brain. That's like, that's what keeps me up at night. That's what I want. That's my dream. So that would be like kind of an angle there. And then the other thing I would say in terms of like strategy is try to think about how you can build a category based business with whatever you're doing. So for example, if you're selling a program on how to be an influencer, you may find in a couple years or something like that, that people will start asking you, hey, I don't have fucking time to send out these emails. I don't have time to set up my YouTube or the graphics or all of that. And you're going to start connecting people. And then you might start to come to realize after a while, like, hey, you know what? Like, I can offer this as a service. Like, basically have an agency side that complements what I'm teaching. And then you start to build, this is what Kylie Kardashian has done, right? She basically built a huge audience of women for her lipstick brand. And then she launched a skincare brand and it targets the same exact audience. And so she's not having to rebuild credibility and authority with the new audience. She's literally like increasing her AOV by just increasing the skews of what she's offering. So I think, think about what are you doing now as a business or if you have an existing agency or business? So let's say you're offering e-commerce services to clients. Well, it makes sense to then launch an e-commerce course because anyone that can't afford your services, sell them the course. And then you know what? Most businesses, they don't have a lot of time. So a lot of the people are going to go in your course and go, dude, I really like you. This strategy is amazing, but I don't have freaking time for this. And who do you think they're going to want to hire? You know, when they get the funds or when they're ready, they're going to want to hire you. So you kind of create like this a bad word, but like this incestuous cycle, mm -hmm. you know, a category based business where it feeds itself. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where you start to make real money. Great insights, Kat. Since we're talking about money, I wanted to put a pause in the conversation to talk with our listeners here. If you're looking to grow your business and make money, you can count on us to help you. You can hire us for services like SEO, PR, content marketing, social media marketing, and other services to help skyrocket your business. To get more details, check out ShaneBarker.com. 
and we are going to, we're going to be doing something. I mean, the thing is if we work this thing kind of backwards because we've done a lot, I mean, I've done a lot of the influencer space I and mean, I've been writing about it for about seven or eight years. And I do a lot of keynote speeches in regards to it, but I don't do tons of managed services anymore. It's like, cause we used to do tons of managed services and then we're kind of pulling back. Now I'm just doing the education side of things. I mean, they're still continuously learning. And obviously we have influencers on the podcast and so there'll be, you know, tie-ins there, but I might talk to you about the messaging side of things. Cause there, there is, once again, there's a, I've always fought with like, do I go real general of like, Hey, all influencers, like, Hey, we're just here to help you make a foundation, whether you're doing makeup or whether you're, you know, whatever you're doing. Right. Or is it, you know, if you're just looking for free hotel stays, it's still, you have to like have this base of like, Hey, your website and custom email address and like just stuff. You're not going to super hot girl 29 at Gmail. Like, you know, you're going to get all the Nike and they're gonna be like, oh, okay, you got to kind of pull your stuff together a little better. Right. Than that. So that'd be interesting. Well, I'll talk to you about the messaging. Do you guys obviously help with messaging when it comes to courses? Is that something more? Do you guys have a course on messaging? We help agencies around this, but we don't really have a course for courses necessarily. But one of the beautiful things is it's actually like super easy to test this out really fast using Facebook or Twitter ads, most traffic channels. So what you do is you just set up like micro funnels with your different messaging and your different avatars and run like two, $300 through each one. Yeah, sure. It's like you're probably not going to get a return off that budget right away, but it will make you a lot of money long-term and you'll see pretty fast through the data, like which avatar, which messaging, which positioning is working really well for me based on my brand that I already have. And that will give you a really good indication. It's not like scientific, but it can be really eye-opening place to start. Cause sometimes it feels like Oh, you're just like kind of putting your finger in the air and going like, I'm just picking something for the sake of picking something, yeah. you know? And we have done that with clients in the past where it's like, you really just seen where the funnel's at, right? Seen and seen if people are going to bite on it. Yeah. Right? That's kind of the big thing is because people create something and they throw it out there and like, nobody bites like, well, that sucks. I'm like, yeah, because you spent six months on it and nobody likes it, right? It's like, you really want to kind of, and you talk about agile, right? You talk about like being able to like move on or change or go in a different direction or whatever you need to do. And I think some people don't understand the value in that. I mean, I think they will after they do a course and spend all the money and then don't sell anything. They're like, Oh, okay. Maybe I should have put a little more time into like researching and take a look at this as little, not think tanks, but you know, these, these funnels to see if they're working because you're going and putting it out there and somebody goes, now you're every dollar you're making $2. Well, that's, that's a good little deal going right now. You can know, build that course around that because you know, there's some interest there. Yeah. One thing as well would be that, cause I do see a lot of people that have wasted a lot of money or that have failed. They have failed at launching something. And I will say to that is like, never consider that a failure because honestly, like all of my biggest face plants in the entire history of my career, singularly been the direct result of me being exactly where I am now. Like I would not have a $16 million company if I hadn't have failed fundamentally at Yeti. Like I was heartbroken. I was like, I'm a failure. I was ashamed. I was so terrified of telling my friends about my next venture. Cause I was like, they're just going to like, people are going to mock me. The skills that you are learning just by setting up a funnel is like, you are literally teaching yourself the keys to the kingdom, like marketing mm-hmm. and funnels. Like if you can get a handle on that, it may not succeed for you right now this year, but that skill in itself, that acumen mm-hmm. that you're, you're building is an investment like that will, that will come back tenfold into whatever you do in the future. So never see it as a failure either. 
No, and I love that because I think that is a big thing. I think that's just everybody looks at failure. That's what I look at when I when I talk to people. People are like, "Well, how how can I be successful?" And I'm like, "Well, you got to fail ten thousand times." And people are like, "What do you mean? You want me to go fail?" And I'm like, "Literally, everybody is where they're at today is because they failed, right? The people that haven't failed are the people that didn't try, right? Because no, just ninety nine percent of the people aren't going to make it on their first try. And then your second business is probably going to fail. Like you just have to go through that process. I mean, that's a healthy process, right? We're all where we're at today because we face planted a hundred times, a thousand times, whatever that number is." right? But you use that. And if you don't understand, if you don't learn from that, then that is a failure, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're not taking that and going, Ooh, I did this wrong. Ooh, I kind of got some investment money early. Ooh, I probably shouldn't have went to that club and motorboated, you know, too many <laughs> times or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is, right? You got to look at those, those numbers, obviously on the, the P and L's. But I think it's important that people realize it's like, Hey, it's like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. If I hadn't had, like, I got, I talked about this in one of my last podcasts and I'm not going to end a heavy detail, but I got sued by the attorney general of California for $65 million. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And it was, I mean, as I know, it was kind of like your thing when you, you're like 16, you're like, ah, I was a stripper. I'm like, well, I got sued for 65 million. So there we go. Now that we're all just telling secrets. It's for me, it was one of these things that I was like, oh my God, like what just happened, you know? And I won't, I won't go into heavy detail about this because I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but what happened was, is I, what I learned through that whole process, the good, bad, and the ugly was you couldn't have taught me that at Harvard. There's no business school that could have said, Hey Shane, let me go ahead and put you through a little, you know, little situation. It's going to be a fake situation, but you're going to be sued by the attorney general and you're going to spend the next two years and spend $2 million on fighting them. And I'm going to be like, yeah, it sounds like a great test. Like how long does it last? And they're like, two years and it's $2 million. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like real life. I don't think I want to do that. Right. But I didn't ask for that. Right. And so this is in certain things happen in your life. It's just, it is what it is. And so I look at, you know, I look at things like you do, like I'm, I'm like, listen, people are like, Oh, but you, you failed at that. I'm like, no, not at all, man. Not at all. That means I just got one more thing that I shouldn't do or I learned something or I figured out how to do it differently. Like those are all wins and people just, it's all perception how you look at things. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people miss out on that. I actually have a buddy of mine, Chris Rudin, that we're doing a company called Fail Forward. And the idea of it is, is that you fail and then you go forward. Like, you know, if you don't, then there we go. You fail and you can cry and you can do whatever. And, you know, I'm not saying don't be emotional or don't say, God, that sucks. And don't spend a week by yourself, whatever you need to do. But like, you got to move forward. Like, that's just a thing. You got to get back up. Right. And it's like how quickly you do that. And then how quickly you learn to say, oh, you know what? And then become smarter with the way you do things. Right. Because the way I started business today, thousand times different 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I had investment money and I'm like, I'm going to go buy a press release. And I think I paid like 500 bucks for it. And the lady handed it to me. I was like, yeah, they, they told me in school to get a press release. And I'm holding on to it. Like, I go, hey, what do I do with this? And she goes, I don't know. I mean, I just write press release. I don't know what you do with a press release. And I was like, I guess I go give it to my mom or something. <laughs> mom, look, I got a press release. And she's like, that's really good, Shane. I'm like, thank you. Like, we're going to put it on the fridge or like, I didn't know what to do. Right. Like, how do I, like, what do I do with this stuff? And you know, there wasn't this huge internet that we can now, you know, do distribution, but you just look at that and it's like, I learned now I can get a press release, beautiful press release written for $10. Cause I, you know, so it's just, there's certain things you learn and you know, once again, you, now you have these things that you're like, Oh, and now that's where courses come in. Right. And I think that's what people don't realize with courses that literally I think anybody could do a course because you have knowledge, you have things that you've learned in your life that is unique to you. And if you can put that in something that you can find somebody that wants to know the knowledge that you have, no matter what that is in life. And I think people, they don't really understand that. Like I'm literally anything that you've done in your past the last 10, 15 years, you could learn something from that, whether it's how to backpack or whether it's how to save money on your car insurance, whatever it is, how to save, you know, use credit cards to open your business, something like that. There'll be somebody out there and obviously you can do keyword search and find, you know, something that people are already looking up. And so it turns interesting. It turns interesting. So I have a, um, another thing that we're, I mean, a website I've been working on for the last few months, but you talked about the um, relationship 
niche. And mine is like, um, I'll have to get the exact domain, but it's like how to get my ex back.com. Mm, and we've been working on it. Yeah. Because I didn't realize there was hundreds of thousands of people a month looking up all pretty much the same search. How do I get my ex back? How do I get my girlfriend back? How do I get my boyfriend back? Like, how do I do this? How do I answer these questions? And it's a lot of, it's a basic stuff. Like don't drink a lot and text them, right? Don't drive by their house. Don't go buy a gun. Like it's all this kind of basic stuff. <laughs> like try not to be too crazy or right? like, don't do anything too outlandish. But it's, um, it's just an interesting space. So it's something that, that I'm working on now because, and I probably shouldn't have told anybody because it was like this secret project. My team's like, don't tell anybody. I'm like, I won't. I won't until tomorrow. <laughs> but don't worry. Up until that point, nobody will know. We'll just have to release this podcast in 2028 yeah. or something. <laughs> we won't even be around, but that's it, okay. I mean, at least we had fun while we were here on this earth. So cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to talk to you a little bit about that because that, that was because I was doing some keyword research and I just randomly looked at this and I'm like, oh my God, look at all these people. And once again, it happens over and over and over. People breaking up and getting back together and all the fun stuff and people want to figure it out. And usually you're in another state of mind when you're just got broken up with and you're trying to like mm. mend things and you're doing absolutely all the wrong things. Yeah. From what I've heard, I've never done that before. Ever. <laughs> okay. From online courses to getting back with exes, the conversation trajectory here has been crazy. At this juncture, we're running out of time. I'll continue my conversation with Kat in the next episode. Stay tuned. <laughs>